This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, December 4th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. GOP lawmakers rush to finish tax bill. Canadian Prime Minister arrives in China. Cruz gets meeting on RFS. Caution, farm bill ahead. Buckle in because it's going to be a fast-paced week as congressional Republicans try to finish up their $1.5 trillion tax reform package. The House, the first to pass its version of the bill, scheduled to vote today to go to conference with the Senate, which passed its version in the early hours of Saturday morning with a narrow 51-49 to vote. President Donald Trump has said he wants to sign a finished bill before Christmas and lawmakers are running out of time. Both houses will have to vote again if they are able to smooth out differences between the two versions. The Washington Post reports that a complication could come from comments from Trump on Saturday that he might agree to a corporate tax rate of 22 percent, which is higher than the 20 percent in the bill that was passed just hours earlier by the Senate. The massive tax reform has prompted diverse reactions from the farm community. On the pro side, American Farm Bureau President Zippy Duvall said the legislation will be a boon for farmers. Duvall said, we applaud the Senate's commitment to key tax provisions farm and ranch businesses depend on, such as immediate expensing, business interest deduction, and cash accounting. Farm Bureau looks forward to the Senate and House reconciling the differences between their respective versions in conference to achieve a final tax reform package that addresses both the needs and concerns of farmers and ranchers and boosts economic growth in rural America. National Farmers Union President Roger Johnson took a different view, saying today the U.S. Senate voted to cut taxes for the wealthiest individuals and corporations in our country and pay for those cuts by adding $1.5 trillion to the deficit and shifting the tax burden onto the rest of us and to our children and grandchildren. This legislation and its counterpart on the House side are inherently flawed and Congress should reject any combination of the two. Canadian Prime Minister arrives in China. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau arrived in China yesterday in what many Canadian farmers and ranchers hope will be the setting for an announcement that the two countries will kick off formal talks for a free trade agreement. Trudeau will meet with Chinese Premier Li Keqiang in Beijing today, the first full day of the trip that's scheduled to wrap up on Thursday after the Canadian Prime Minister gives a speech at a special session of the country's Fortune Global Forum in Guangzhou. Trudeau, in a statement before he departed for China, said he looked forward to meeting China's leaders to, quote, strengthen our relationship, set the stage for even greater trade and investment cooperation. A free trade agreement with China could be a major boost for Canadian beef exports, which, like U.S. beef exports, are sharply restricted because of Chinese tariffs. John Maswell, Director of Government and International Relations for the Canadian Cattlemen's Association, told AgriPulse. Cruz gets RFS meeting. Senator Ted Cruz will meet this week with senior administration officials to discuss the renewable fuel standard after stalling a USDA nomination to make his point. Sources tell AgriPulse the Texas Republican will meet this week with President Donald Trump, Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue, Energy Secretary Rick Perry, EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt, and National Economic Council Director Gary Cohn. 
Shortly after, Pruitt sent a letter to Capitol Hill with a series of RFS assurances to grease the wheels on an EPA nomination. Cruz put a hold on the nomination of Iowa Agriculture Secretary Bill Northey to be a USDA undersecretary. Cruz has been pushing for a meeting to discuss what he sees as issues with the biofuel mandate. An oil industry lobbyist told AgriPulse the meeting, quote, is an extremely positive development that Cruz and other senators are, quote, leading a serious effort to address implementation problems with the RFS. On Friday, Texas Governor Greg Abbott also sent a letter to Pruitt requesting a waiver of the mandate of the renewable fuel standard. Cruz has previously stated that he wanted this meeting to also include pro-RFS lawmakers like Iowa's Chuck Grassley and Johnny Ernst. Spokespeople for the two senators did not respond to AgriPulse questions about whether or not the lawmakers were invited to the meeting or if they planned to attend. Barrasso and Ethanol Groups. EPA needs to update RFS studies. Senate Environment and Public Works Committee Chair John Barrasso, Republican of Wyoming, and two leading ethanol groups both want to see EPA update studies on the environmental impacts of the renewable fuel standard, albeit for vastly different reasons. In a letter to EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt on Friday, Barrasso said the agency needs to update studies on the air quality impact and environmental impacts of the renewable fuel standard specifically the growth of the feedstock used to create biofuels used in the program. Brasso is a noted RFS critic, but his call is not necessarily a partisan one. EPA has pledged to complete the environmental impact study by the end of the year, but Barrasso said the 2024 deadline on the air quality study deadline is unacceptable and asked the agency to wrap it up by the end of next September. Barrasso and other anti-RFS lawmakers are of the mind that updated data will illustrate their point that the ramifications of the RFS far outweigh the benefits when considering the several stages of necessary production. However, ethanol groups are also in favor of updating those studies, saying the exact opposite will be proven true. Growth Energy CEO Emily Score said they are confident that any examination of the RFS will show the benefits of the program to the environment. Renewable Fuels Association President and CEO Bob Deneen said Barrasso may have ulterior motives in requesting this analysis, but RFA believes updated studies and analysis of the ethanol environmental impacts are needed. Caution. Farm Bill Ahead. Look for changes in the next farm bill to be more evolutionary than revolutionary. That noted Representative Vicki Hartzler during a farm bill session sponsored by the Missouri Farm Bureau yesterday. But when the House Agriculture Committee starts marking up the bill in early 2018, she hopes to expand rural broadband access, provide more grazing flexibility on conservation reserve program lands, and keep crop insurance strong because it's a win-win for farmers and taxpayers. Hartzler also expects her fellow Republicans to offer proposals to make the Supplemental Attrition Assistance Program, or SNAP, more efficient, expand the work requirements on able-bodied adults who receive benefits, and look for ways to reduce fraud in the program. Minnesota Representative Colin Peterson, the committee's ranking Democrat, agreed that there won't be any major changes in the bill. The main reason? There's not going to be any money. 
But Peterson cautioned about changes in SNAP, commonly called food stamps, after recalling the actions that led to a farm bill defeat in the House floor in 2013. Peterson said, quote, you need to be careful here. The reason the previous farm bill took so long is because of the work requirements. If you bring in the work requirements, there won't be a farm bill. I guarantee it. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, December 4th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkins and Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.